been a wild year, but just to know like I can monetize my art without focusing on monetizing my art has been very powerful. The Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast is fuel for your mind and creative grind. Each week, we break down the art of healthy hustling, getting out of your own way, and growing your creative business. What's going on? You're listening to episode 254 of the Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Scotty Russell, and my mission is to put you in a position to get paid to play, creating work that lights you up. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottyTheCoach and Instagram at Coach Scotty Russell for all things coaching and art. One quick but big announcement. In 2022, I introduced super accessible and affordable quarterly three-week boot camps. The goal was to provide you a year of measurable growth, support, and accountability, or give you the option to take them one at a time based on your needs and availability. They were a huge hit, and I'm bringing these back with more dialed-in value than ever, starting with the Q1 three-week boot camp this coming January that's focused on mindset, planning, and execution. So if you're feeling creatively stuck, unsure what moves to make, or looking to level up in the new year, this session was designed for you. In 21 days, you're going to get extra clear on what you want, why you want it, and how you'll make it happen. And you're going to do this all within an electric yet vulnerable group setting combined with challenging weekly exercises, a private community, and up to three times a week live coaching calls for direct support. Some of the most successful students slaying it today all got their start in one of these boot camps. Enrollment opens for this first session on Wednesday, January 4th, and the boot camp officially takes place Saturday, January 14th through Friday, February 3rd. Learn more and join the waitlist for first dibs for an upcoming session at bootcampsidehustle.com and let's connect. I hope I get a chance to make moves with you in 2023. I promise you it'll be worth every penny. Today's overview. If I was going to use one word to define 2022, it would be roller coaster. No doubt. I've stacked some stellar wins and unlocked a lot of growth this year. I'm really proud of it. But I've also dealt with my fair share of navigating severe self-doubt and swinging at life's curveballs. More on these later. This is not your typical end-of-the-year recap flex where I boast about all the highlight reels. This episode allows me to document my third year of working for myself, which has by far been the wildest by a landslide. And not only does it allow me to timestamp the progress, the memories, and the hurdles that I can look back on, I want my experiences that I'm sharing today to help position you as a creative professional who's prepared to take your biz full-time one day, or just take yourself more seriously in general. The following are five tips for surviving and thriving as a self-employed creative. This is that year three 2022 recap, and each section will have a specific takeaway baked in that you can apply ASAP to your own pursuits. So as always, keep an open mind and act on anything that inspires you today. Let's go. Kicking off with number one. This one's just entitled Purposeful Play. This time last year was a significant turning point in my creative career. Late last October 2021, I put out episode 234 of the podcast titled, Don't Forget to Play Before You Work Your Life Away. I shared how I was turning the corner, coming out of some extreme burnout. And at that time, I had barely drawn for myself over the last two years, which would have been 2020 and 2021 since going full-time as a coach. Within this episode, I had just started to make drawing a routine again with 10, 15 minutes a day. While noting that drawing for me and not obsessing over monetization would be a priority going into 2022. Upon writing this, I can officially say that I have drawn more this year than I have in what feels like the past decade. 
I set a goal in January 2022 to create at least 20 pieces I'm incredibly proud of. I've recently eclipsed that target, which I'm geeked about, as some pieces have taken me easily 30 to 50 hours each. That major funk was desperately needed to appreciate this season of having more fun than ever creating for myself. It hasn't been easy, but I've slowly rewired my brain to capture that childlike imagination in my art again. And the past child version of me with a bull cut and braces and overweight and chunky getting bullied, he would be geeking out over what I'm drawing today. And more importantly, I've learned a lot about who I am as I rediscover my creative identity. This has had a positive rippling impact on every facet of my life. Focusing on my art has also radically made me a better coach, improving my business, my happiness, and my fulfillment. It gets me drawing with my kids more too. So here's the takeaway for this section. If you're not fully vibing to what you create, it's basically another soul-sucking day job. Make the type of shit you'd be stoked to share in your fridge if you were still a child. Forcing your art to be something it isn't ready to be yet, like in terms of monetization, can suffocate the joy of why you got started creating in the first place. Choose your craft over chasing the bag, and the bag will tend to start chasing you sooner. Moving on to number two. Be selfish, a season of selfishness. A big reason why I wasn't having fun and getting burnt out the past one to two years was because I wasn't being selfish enough. I know that sounds egocentric, but trust me on this one, like hear me out. Over the past one to two years, I was putting on everyone else's oxygen mask on first before I was putting on my own. The majority of moves I was making were out of fear, fear of failing myself, my family, and my dream. I focused on growing my business based on others' expectations and what used to work for me all those past years or what I thought others' expectations were. You know, I should at least just say that. As a coach, my business and means of providing for my family is all about serving others. To the point I can easily extend myself too far trying to be everything to everyone and maybe you can relate. When in reality, I needed to be more selfish, like good selfish, not bad selfish. I can't pour from an empty cup. And for context, uh, about a month or two ago, I published a blog post with an Instagram live training baked in about the difference between good and bad selfishness, where I go more in depth about this topic. So I'll link that in the show notes. But this year specifically, 2022, I've had to seek clarity by asking myself some really hard questions. And maybe you can ask yourself these hard questions as well. Like, can you answer these? So question number one, what brings me the most joy and serves the bigger picture? Number two, what kind of work do I want to do and what do I not want to do? Number three, who do I want to work with and who don't I want to work with? Number four, who deserves my time the most and who doesn't deserve it at all? And number five, what's a priority? To me, what is a hell yes and what's a hell no, a.k.a. I got to get better at distinguishing distractions versus opportunities. And for me, I needed to get clear about what was in my best self-interest for my creative dream, my quality of life and self-care, as well as my family. And when you do what's best for you, someone's going to be disappointed. Someone's not going to be happy. People don't like being told no. People don't like thinking that they're not the center of your solar system. And while it's painful as a recovering people pleaser, I'm learning every day who's the right people that I need to disappoint with the moves that I'm making in life. And there were three key things I had to do during this season of selfishness and simplification. The first thing, man, this, this one was hard. This one's hard. 
Number one, earlier this year, I put the podcast on hold. It's one of the hardest things I had to do this year. I wasn't having fun anymore as the weekly format was just grinding me down as my life got more busy, you know, uh, being a dad and everything else. I also found myself becoming the dude who interviews designers. Like That's not who I wanted to become and that's what I was doing. Versus talking about what really interests me the most, which I'll talk about in a little bit and more on pausing the podcast later. But the second thing I had to do to get more selfish was I had to kill my free communities. More on this later too, but just an overview. I had to kill my free communities. I had a Facebook one that I had for like six years. I had a Discord one that I started earlier this year, both free. But I was spreading myself too thin and it was overwhelming feeling like I had to be present to everyone, which made me inactive in these places. You know, it paralyzed me. And the third thing I had to do was create communication tiers. <sighs> Trying to serve everyone was impossible and extremely draining. It was taking me away, honestly, from family. I had to create different tiers of who gets my time and in what order. It feels gross just even saying this. But I'm here for transparency. So here is my list of communication tiers this season. Again, to be transparent, maybe this is something you need and just for public accountability too, so you know what's going on in my world. Here's the priority order of who gets my attention. Number one, my wife and kids. Number two, my family, in this order, parents, then my siblings, and then my close relatives. Number three, my close friends. My circle is getting smaller and smaller these days. Number four, my one-on-one -on -one students. They pay the most. They are the most premium, you know, people who provide for my family and the people I work most closely with. Number five, my 12-week fall and spring students. You know, they also pay a premium to work with me and access me, and I go all out to provide that result back and over-deliver. Number six, my monthly alumni students. These are the students who've gone through 12-week programs and they continue to move along with me uh, in a monthly format in a mastermind that we have together. Number seven, my three-week quarterly boot campers, students who continue to work with me or work with me for the first time within these quarterly boot camps like I mentioned in the intro announcement. Number eight, our past alumni students. You know, I still stay connected with all these people. And all past 70-something students that I've had in these 12-week programs, I still stay connected with them but they also aren't interested in pursuing further support and investing back into me with me investing back into them. And that's totally cool. We can still stay connected in family. So they're number eight on this list. And then number nine is any type of new lead or inquiries, people who want to jump in calls and learn more about my coaching, learn more about the boot camps. They get the time next. And then number 10 is just everyone else. Random emails, random Instagram comments, whatever. I can't feel bad about this. I will respond back to you as soon as I can. Something that eats me up, but I'm rewiring myself not to feel bad. Because as my family grows, my time and bandwidth becomes even more insanely finite. And I'll talk about my family growing here in a second. And while it sucks, like this eats me up. It makes me feel so shitty. This circle of separation has done wonders for my peace of mind. So the takeaway in this section is that everyone can't hold the same importance and priority in your life. You have to get clear about what serves both you and the ones that truly matter the most in your life. Tip number three, lesson number three, embrace change, explore interest, and find your people. It's wild. The things that I loved the most over the years and most interested in just felt so separated in different buckets that didn't make any sense. And I was afraid to lean into these certain areas because not only did it feel separated, but I was afraid it would turn people off. Turn people off to me 
my art, my thoughts, my services, aka choosing me and my interest and my passions during the season that felt disconnected would crush my business model. Again, operating out of fear here. But choosing to be selfish and prioritize play in 2022 changed my perspective. When you change your perspective, your perspective will change. It's my world that I'm building. I create the rules in this world. I don't have to keep forcing what once worked for me to continue working for me. I don't have to be someone I don't want to be anymore. I can reinvent myself anytime. I can be who I am today and who I want to become in the future. I can be me. I can be Scotty Russell. Scotty Russell is the family man, the coach, the artist, the designer, the entrepreneur, the crypto NFT web three guy who also happens to be a gym rep. I can be all of these. And it's important to embrace change and lean into the discomforting fear of the unknown. And what's crazy to me is not pursuing the things that fascinate us the most. I look back on me the past two years who felt so disconnected with the things I was interested in and was scared to pursue them. I'm like, Bro, that was crazy. That was crazy. You gotta do the things that light you up the most. You gotta pursue the things that you can't help but talk about. You can't help but consume. That's the shit that you should be dabbling in and pursuing. And that's why I'm a big believer in always having a side hustle on the side of your main grind. So you give yourself a vessel, a platform to explore and experiment and find your new groove, to make moves and find your new groove and find you within that season. In the lane that I'm heavily playing in now, it didn't exist for me a year ago. I'm literally building the plane while flying it as I explore new opportunities within my creative business stream, all around the things I'm most interested and passionate about, that I'm most hyped about every day, that I, I'm so tuned in and glued into, and I can't help but talk about. That's what I'm into this year. And matter of fact, my entire creative career has been figuring it out along the way. There's never been an instruction manual to this game. I wing it. I figure it out. I'm intentional, though, and I'm strategic, and I, I find people along the way. And 2022 was the year I leveraged my side hustle to combine the following passions and interests that I've had over the years into one lane, you know, to experiment with. So that is combining my love for creating art, my love for just brand building, my love for coaching and education, my love for disruptive tech like cryptocurrency and NFTs, and my love for just investing in financial literacy. All these worlds that felt so separated and segregated are now aligned with my interests. And I'm just experimenting via a side hustle. And however, it all began to connect and overlap when I started doing one thing for myself. And that was drawing again. When I started creating art for me. Creating was the key. You are the key. I was the key this entire time. And this allowed me to create new lanes for my business. So fast forward today. So fast forward to today. Easily 75% of my students are still creatives in the traditional landscape, aka Web2, which is what I've been coaching and building in for like the past decade or so, and which I still love and I thrive in. Like I love working with students in this standard way of Web2 is what I mean in like the standard way of freelance, content creation, selling merch, digital goods, brand, bu brand building, business building, all the things that I've been doing over the last 10 years, to me that's Web2. In 2022, I accidentally stumbled into a new lane for my business solely because I pursued my interest of exploring my art within the crypto Web3 and Solana NFT space. And Solana is a crypto project asset. It's a competitor to Ethereum in a sense that you can build on top of NFTs, gaming, decentralized finance, all these different things. But the art community here is what I'm specifically talking about. 
I fell in love with it. And upon writing this, easily 25% or more of my new students right now, it keeps growing each month, operate within this new digital creator economy landscape, aka Web3. Many of them struggle to gain traction in the traditional creative scene we've been building in again the past one to two decades. There's a lot of middlemen, a lot of people nickel and diming you, a lot of fees, a lot of people taking money from you. When in Web3, you get to be the, you get to be the business. You get to cut out the middleman. Things like royalties and taking control of your own IP, your intellectual property. The opportunities are insane in this space. And no, I'm on Solana. I'm not killing the planet. It is a very carbon neutral blockchain that uses less energy than two Google searches when I create and mint and list a piece. All terms you may not know, but no, I am using an eco-friendly blockchain right now. And I'm being mindful of what I'm doing. And I'm helping other creatives tap into opportunities. And people keep hitting me up. And while I leverage things like Twitter, which I'll talk about in a little bit, people hit me up because they see the results my students and I are experiencing. And they're looking to explore new opportunities within this realm that can provide them new lanes to explore and fall in love with their craft and build awesome killer relationships. So how did this all happen? Let me connect some dots. So here's kind of the, the meta. I pursued my interests. I embraced change to find my new groove and create a new lane for my business. But how did this happen? It was a switch from Instagram to Twitter, believe it or not. It's wild to me. I never thought Instagram would not be my main platform to build on. Instagram used to be my bread and butter. It was pivotal for the growth of my art career, my podcast, and my early days of coaching. Instagram was everything to me. But over the past two years, probably like three or four years, to be honest, but specifically over the past two years since I went all in on coaching, my audience growth and just reach in general have significantly decreased as the platform has changed, which also put a huge dent in the new waves of student prospects interested in coaching, you know, especially pumping the brakes on the podcast too. That was scary. That hurt too. And it's scary. It's scary when you're self-employed and the model that you built to get here where I am today, six-figure business creative, blah, 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 blah. The model that I built to get here today, when it feels broken and it doesn't seem to work anymore, that's scary. That's really scary. You cannot settle when you're full-time and self-employed. There's no safety net. Your back is against the wall every day. This shit is scary. So while the game of Instagram has changed, it's radically changed, I can't fully blame the algorithm. You know, Instagram is still important to me, but it's second in line for me these days, which is wild. It's truly crazy to say that. But I can't blame that algorithm. I wanted to blame it for the longest time, but I had to take a lot of accountability. I had to look in the mirror and be like, damn, this isn't Instagram's fault. This is on me because I've been feeling stagnant and I needed to reinvent myself. I needed to tap back into play. I needed to pursue what set me on fire and excited me the most that also scared me. So yes, no doubt, while I can still help others like you crush on Instagram, I still know how to play the game of Instagram. I still know how to do it. I just personally grew bored and frustrated with the platform solely because it wasn't serving me like it used to. It was all feeling forced because I was growing, I was changing, I was evolving. I just wasn't embracing that change. I wasn't embracing a new season. And I realized I craved a space for more conversation around my art and the things that I was most fascinated by this season. You know, my topics, my interests, my passions. I never thought I'd find this new wave of growth and opportunity over on Twitter. You know, I really just started using Twitter again, probably oh, for crypto reasons and NFT exploration, probably August, September 2021. 
I didn't realize that was going to be like the beginning stages of me falling in love. Twitter was a platform I used to strongly dislike because I didn't understand it. It's funny how we don't like things or accept things because we don't understand them. And that's crypto and NFTs for the population. They just read headlines. And that's fine. This isn't a crypto NFT 101 anything. You know, I have resources on that that I'm working on too. But this past year, playing on Twitter recaptured that initial high that getting back into Instagram in 2013, 2014 created. When I found something that finally clicked for me in my artwork, I found a place to build and found my people. Using Twitter to tap into this Web3 digital creator economy helped this deep level of community, helped me tap into this deep level of community I was desperately longing for. I spent the last few years just feeling isolated because the previous community I attached myself to, you know, we just didn't have the same shared interests anymore. I just felt like I drifted away from everyone, especially COVID. I felt isolated. I went to creative conferences again this year for the first time, and it just didn't feel right. Something was missing. I slowly gained traction over on Twitter with my artwork because I kept it simple to start in 2022 with my side hustle. And this side hustle goal was to focus on my art, find my fit, and learn how to play this new game on a new social platform, Twitter, within a new community, Solana NFT ecosystem. And I leveraged all the skills I learned and taught to other students over the years on how to grow my biz and my brand and build relationships. And as I established myself as a trusted artist, someone who's not a tourist, someone who's here to root themselves deeply and be a part of the community and provide value, I slowly began sharing more of my coaching practice my coaching practices and my tips into this space. You know, this is probably like three, four months of building my art, five months of building my art. Month six and eight is when I started sharing more of the coaching side of what I did in web two and what I, my business is. So this all started with like the coaching pursuits in this space by just sharing tips, writing threads and co-hosting Twitter spaces. I slowly started to onboard a few students who were bored, stuck and looking for a new world of opportunity with their work as well. I just want to give a personal shout out to past students and past boot campers, Camille Haluin and Trev Elvez, Trev Kulahan, who were early students I onboarded that have stuck with it and are slaying it. Like they are truly slaying it. And it just makes me so happy to watch them step into this new space and own it and truly find the next level with their gift and their talent and the value they provide to other people in this space. It's truly inspiring. But for me, I began documenting all my processes on how to gain traction as a Web3 artist on Solana. That way, it's easier each time to onboard and help students find success more easily. That's why 25% of students are Web3 now. It's going to keep going up. So what took me six to eight months to just gain initial traction and figure out how to play the game, I'm now able to help students find rapid success in a matter of two or three months, catch them up to speed so they can play the game and inject themselves into a community and really understand how to provide value and find their fit. So embracing change and pursuing interest not only allowed me to find my people and reignite my love for drawing, I just feel like a spiritual revival right now as an artist, but more importantly, it's allowed me to build a bridge and become this bridge now to help creatives like you find success both, both in Web 2 and Web 3. I can show you how to gain traction in both areas. You can have one foot over here and one foot over here and build your empire with more opportunity than ever. That's what I'm doing now. It's not just Web3 is my thing or Web2 is my thing. No, I can be a bridge for both. I can provide you insane amount of value and opportunity right now because I'm understanding how to play a new game that's coming our way, rapidly coming our way, and I'm getting ahead of it, and I'm preparing the future creators to step in and shine. 
So in retrospect, I know I'd be in a super shitty spot right now had I not embraced change, explored my interests, and found my people. I would be miserable. So here's the takeaway for number three in this section. As we change and evolve, so will our interests and the people we need to surround ourselves with. Don't feel stuck in an old way that doesn't serve you when what you really want to do and pursue is right in front of you. That's why we leverage side hustles. That's why I do what I do. Number four, embrace the L's. When I said this year was a roller coaster, I meant it. It's been far from sunshine and rainbows for me and my family. And before I acknowledge some wins and end on a positive note, I want to first share the mountain of failures and major setbacks or things that just felt like failures as well. So let's talk about the L's. The first one, I briefly touched on this earlier, but pushing pause on the podcast. When I decided to take a break from the podcast in March 2022, it was scary. Not only did I fear becoming irrelevant, I think that's everyone's biggest fear, but I felt like I failed over five years of listeners, people who vibed with me and grew with me and built with me by listening to the podcast. And during this break that I've had this year, I originally committed to doing weekly live streams on YouTube because video on YouTube just seemed like it was a pivotal move for the future reach and the vision of this utopia business and community model I had in mind at the beginning of this year. Something I'm still kind of noodle with. I, it maybe still will go this way one day. I don't know. But I have this grand idea that weekly streaming was the first step toward this all-in-one structure where I only had one thing to promote and dedicate my time to because I'm still so spread out over the place. I need to do less but better. I need to simplify. There's power in one. I still haven't mastered this yet. So this is an internal ongoing struggle I've been dealing with for years now. And this is where this idea came from and why I pushed pause in the first place because ideally in a perfect world, I'd love to consolidate all my coaching programs into a single private membership community to serve. It feels so far out of reach and out of touch right now where the podcast would be brought back in a weekly live format focused on student interaction and presentations and then I would share all that publicly, you know, and then I would just promote, hey, come by with me in this private community, you know, and I would have little mini coaches to help serve me and provide value, especially if I was taking breaks. However, I got two months into streaming weekly on YouTube and had to stop it. It was taking up way too much bandwidth and it just didn't feel right. I felt ridiculous publicly committing to this only to quit doing it two months later. But a quick side note, as I geared up to pursue YouTube back in March, I was approached and asked to co-host a weekly Solana NFTs-based Twitter space where my new friend Ronan Rosewater and I would interview the biggest creators, collectors, and projects in the space. And I originally told this dude no, but my gut said yes. And this was insanely more fun along with way less pressure and bandwidth to commit to. It was just way easier. And... I'm glad I changed my mind and said yes to Ronan. Choosing this over YouTube was extremely difficult. It probably damaged the short-term vision of my coaching business, but it was the right move at the end of the day. So that's kind of the behind the scenes of podcasting feeling like a failure. So the second failure was killing the free communities I talked about earlier. At the beginning of 2022, I had my main public community hub and exclusive student groups spread all over Facebook. It was too much. I had like six student groups, a free Facebook, and I, I just couldn't communicate with everybody. I thought I had the perfect idea of consolidating everything into a Discord server. One hub that housed sections for the free community, my fall and spring 12-week program students, my past 12-week alumni students, my quarterly boot campers, etc. all in one roof. Yet it was still too much. I had too many people I felt like I had to show up for in too many places all spread out. Trying to show up in different 
sections of my Discord every day. It's way too much. I found myself at times trying to overserve the free communities, which made me neglect actual paying students, which is ass backwards. The free people aren't paying my bills. After some hard discussions with my own coach, I realized I had to kill the free communities and create that communication tier that I shared earlier to protect my time, my energy, and peace of mind. And this is something I have to remind myself each day. I have to remind myself of the following. While I killed the free communities, I can't feel bad about it because I still create a ton of free, powerful value via email, Instagram, and Twitter, and some random podcast episodes that I drop when the timing feels right. So if you love my free stuff and you want more direct access to what I'm doing, imagine how game-changing my paid offerings would be and the results you can attain like my other students. So I have to remind myself that. I still do a lot of free stuff, and I'm doing you a service by providing you on-ramps to the next level of things that I'm doing as paid opportunities. All right, so next failure, next L in 2022 was losing money. Ooh, this one's painful. 2022 was the year I was really stupid, lazy, and carefree with my cheddar. So the first thing I did, I invested a good chunk of speculative money into NFT projects that were rugs and scams. Never getting that money back. Number two, I lost a good amount of money in a crypto project that imploded to zero super quick during the bear market. Never seen anything like that in my years of crypto being involved in 2017. Number three, I've potentially lost the money I didn't withdraw in time on two failing exchanges before they froze everyone's assets and declared bankruptcy. Dumb move. Too distracted. Too busy. Number four, I've had one of my crypto wallets hacked for a sizable amount of money that I'm embarrassed to share. A lot of lessons tucked away in this one. All right, I've been in crypto since 2017, and yeah, this year rocked me. I've never had a, a dumb moment like this year. I've had four big learning lessons, so tough year. Still ahead, but still very, very tough year. Okay, the fourth big L this year, or more just major setbacks or challenging moments. In this section, I have titled Life's Curveballs. You know, I have a couple things here. And there's no complaining here. Just sharing some curveballs hurled uh, my family's way that really tested us. So first one, exciting. But baby number three is on the way. All right, baby number three. As my family grows, my finite time grows even more finite. So it was a massively scary yet exciting shocker when my wife announced to me like late June that baby number three was on the way and due in early March, 2023. Not gonna lie, this has put a lot of stress on us financially and just a lot of stress on the fam family dynamic as well. There's a lot of things we need to navigate, you know, like a new house set up. How are we gonna build more storage in our house to have another kid because we weren't planning on expanding so quickly once we moved into this new house? You know, medical bills, um, a new process for my wife who's giving birth in a different way um, than just the normal traditional hospital scene. So there's just a whole new world to explore here with like midwives and everything. You know, we gotta in invest in new vehicles because now we need three car seats to go across. Just so many things. It's stressful. It has required a lot of big changes, but no matter how stressful it is, we're so lucky to be in this position and I can't wait to meet our new little pizza roll, new member of the family. So love them already. The next thing, you know, the next curveball was a, a family member scare. One of our closest family members, you know, like close inner circle of family members, I'm not going to share their business and call them out, but they had a scary run-in with cancer that put a lot of things on hold for everyone in our family from July through October, late July through early October. And they're a champ. And they're doing great now post-surgery. 
healing, recovering, and that's been a huge relief. Very, very grateful that they were able to catch it early when it seemed like it was going to be really, really, really bad. So very grateful there. The next big hurdle was not having daycare. During my busiest months of the year, August and September, we were without daycare for six weeks, around six weeks. My wife wasn't able to work remotely from home, which caused me to work some really crazy hours during this span and late nights, which I hate doing, while I was launching both the Q3 bootcamp and the 12-week fall coaching program. And it was crazy because in order to launch those and be successful because those are big money makers for my family to survive the rest of the year, it required a ton of different content, a lot of emails, a lot of coaching calls with prospects that are needed to make this a success. Super, super insanely stressful, but I got to give a big thank you to my parents who were able to help during this high stress season so wifey didn't have to burn through all her time off so she still has some to put toward maternity leave and the rest we got to cover out of pocket. So that was a really, really, really stressful, scary time. And I was burning myself out during that season too. And then the last one here, Curveball, is my son started preschool in October. You know, after we started back up with daycare, he started in on preschool. So my wife doesn't have a lot of day job flexibility. So I handle all preschool duties with my son. And currently, I step away for 90 minutes midday, every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, so I can taxi this little pizza roll and take him to and from preschool. And I admit, it's really challenging. It's so challenging right now to have a set schedule, routine, and availability. As I'm lucky to average a 25 to 30 hour work week, like I don't get to work 40 hours, no way. But, 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 being able to take my son to and from preschool three times a week, it gives us some really cool one-on-one time with him. I love hearing him talk about what he's learning and the friends he's making. It's 100% worth it, hands down. Worth it, no complaints. And then the, the big takeaway here is each failure or setback has a major lesson baked in. I believe this is why they call them taking L's because you can't spell lesson without an L. So you've got to take those L's. In the last section here, and we talked about the L's. Let's celebrate some W's, okay? Celebrate the W's. With the negative out of the way, I'd love to share how I've been able to turn some of these L's into W's this year, you know, with the positive perspective. And there have been some major wins this year, more specifically in the personal growth and creative identity department. So I'm going to break these down into side hustle wins and then coaching business wins. And then we'll wrap things up like a little burrito. So side hustle wins. Man, I've fallen in love with creating for myself again. I found a home for my artwork with a new found sense of clarity, confidence, and purpose. I found an insanely supportive community on Solana. I knew I was in the right place after attending the NFT NYC event in June. I was like, this is home. I felt validated that my gut had made the right decision. I've hit my targets of 20 pieces of art that I'm extremely proud of this year. That was a very daunting goal after drawing maybe six times last year. I've earned almost 300 Solana with my artwork. And... That has a range of $4,500 up to $15,000 because Solana is a volatile asset, especially during the bear market. You know, the price can go up and down. It's been as high as $260 last year during a bull market, and it's been as low as like $13. So it kind of ranges. It's been a wild year, but just to know like I can monetize my art without focusing on monetizing my art has been very powerful. I've also invested over 300 Solana into collecting other artists' artwork, pouring back into the ecosystem and investing in people's future and investing in people's craft. 
And some of the pieces that I've invested in, the artists that I've invested in, they've exploded in value. So it's like another form of asset, you know, like money in the bank, investing in other artists. You know, the traditional art collecting world is a multi-billion dollar industry. This current Web3 world, the digital world, is like a billion dollar industry. A lot of room to grow, and it's like investing in a Picasso early or investing in a Dali early. I am searching for talent as artists. And another big win, my students have netted easily around a thousand Solana with their own artwork they've sold. And with Solana, you can exchange it into US dollars or whatever your local currency is and cash that out. You can live off your artwork. It's truly crazy. The next win, I've co-hosted over 26 interviews with some of the biggest names in the Solana NFT space with the Solana NFT Twitter spaces that I did with my co-host, Ronan Rosewater. Shout out to him. We'll start those back up in the new year. I've collaborated, been interviewed, or hosted workshops with some of the biggest names and projects in the Solana space. Powerful after not existing a year ago. My art has been spotlighted multiple times on exchange art, which is the top marketplace by volume where some of the highest earners are. My art gets featured there as like the spotlight artist where everybody sees on the homepage. It's been pretty dope after not existing a year ago there. And I've also been featured in a large digital virtual metaverse-like gallery, I know, nerd alert, in this event alongside with my students. It's just been really cool to like get some recognition with my students by my side as we're throwing down in the trenches together. It's powerful. So those are some of the side hustle art wins that have overlapped into my main business, but here's some specific coaching business wins. So the main one this year is I introduced and executed a new quarterly three-week boot camp offering from scratch, like I mentioned in the introduction. This has allowed me to easily coach around 100 different students total from all around the world within these boot camps. And I also have a process dialed in to crush these boot camps and like take it to the next level and rock you with insane value and powerful transformations in 2023. Again, learn more and join the waitlist at bootcampsidehustle.com. Next up, I've completed round six and seven of my signature 12-week spring and fall coaching programs, the Side Hustlers Coaching Program. Just finished up uh, round seven recently, and you can go back and listen to episode 253 for the Student Spotlight Special to get to know those fall students and hear their transformations. But overall, just this year, I've been able, especially with this fall program, I've been able to significantly improve the format and the structure of this while over-delivering on the value and the results speak for themselves. The results speak for themselves. Talk to my fall and my spring students. You'll be blown away. Next, I created a new monthly alumni mastermind service for students who wanted to continue working with me after the 12-week program. You know, you want that next level of accountability, that ongoing level of accountability, clarity, and support, here's the option for you. Next up, I've worked with a couple of really awesome rock star one-on-one premium students who are just slaying it right now. I've started a student spotlight series, which allows me to feature the incredible progress of past alumni students. Let me flex on them real quick. Let me give them a platform to shine. Also, I've been able to cross the six-figure grossing mark for my third straight year. Despite the global fear of markets crashing, inflation, looming recession, etc., I didn't make as much as I did last year. I knew that was going to happen. But I embraced it, I accepted it, and I busted my ass this year with so much uncertainty that I was facing and like doubt in my business and exploring a new world with my side hustle. It's it's I I grinded. I worked my butt off. I deserved this one. I worked I worked really, really hard and I'm very, very proud of it. So the takeaway, it's extremely important to track your wins so you can acknowledge your progress and see measurable growth in how I've been doing this all this year so I could rattle off all these wins, the, the, the biggest important ones, the spotlight, is I've been using an app, a free app called Notion over the years to document my W's. And I've been documenting W's since 2017. You know, it's a nice little recap when the inner critic tries to convince you you're not doing enough. You can look back on a year of measurable growth and be like, yeah, 
I'm growing. But as I wrap this up, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed for me. Even though so much has changed, nothing has changed from the grand scheme of the macro of what I'm doing. There are a ton of other lessons I could share here, but this is already long enough. Like This is over 40 minutes, and I told Anya it was probably going to be around 20. But I had so much to say, and I trimmed so much out, and I still had so much to say. And these recaps are important to me. And that's why I'm willing to invest money to have these recaps, because I look back on these. And it's a trip to look back on each year and see the growth while also just laughing at the stressed out past version of me during the recordings who was struggling during that season. I also hope that these recaps can shine a little light of hope on something you may be struggling with too. I'll never pretend to act like I have this self-employed game figured out. I believe in transparently sharing the highs and the lows of building a creative business. There are just as many stressful days filled with doubt as there are days when I'm just on fire and things are clicking. But at the end of the day, You and I, we are just lucky to have this opportunity to build and pursue something we love, pursue our interest and find our people. Our creativity is the hedge against uncertainty in this world. My goal is forever to fuel your mind and creative grind and put you in a position to get paid to play. That's why I exist right now. That's what lights me up and just play with my own work in general and just practice what I preach. So I gotta just thank you for tuning in and vibing to this roller coaster that is my life and creative business and you know sticking with me even though I'm taking these breaks and figuring out who I am during this season. So now let's bet big on ourselves and have some fun in 2023. Alright, there you have it. Episode 254. It felt good to get this one out of my system. It took me a long time to write this one. I don't know what the next season of the podcast looks like. Maybe it's a seasonal thing. I don't know. I'll figure it out when I'm able to figure it out. But in the meantime, I'll put out episodes when I have something important to say around the things that I really want to say, not what I think people want to hear from me. So just know you can always soak up the free value. I've kicked out a lot of it over in my emails, via Instagram and Twitter. Like, come find me, let's connect. Or if you want that next level of growth, support, accountability, and community, consider joining me in a quarterly three-week boot camp. I promise you, I will blow your mind. I will go all off for you. You invest in me, I'll invest back into you. And who knows, maybe you'll be in the next 12-week fall or spring program where you get to be on the podcast. Who knows? But you can learn more and join the waitlist for first dibs at an upcoming session, again, over at Bootcamp Side Hustle. I hope I get a chance to work with you. And as you finish off your week strong, I want to continue to encourage you to keep showing up, keep putting in the work, and keep creating. You got this.